The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot in the United States. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? This guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about Let's get to psychosis, psychosis, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to the Rawcast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. What's going on, Mo? You hit record. I hit it, record. You make sure you hit record. Cause... I made sure I hit record, man. My um, memory card has been acting funky. Like, I, I recorded a show with um, my good friend, Miss Simi, this past week, but my memory card jumbled it up and, and erased it. And so it, it only gave us the dark match. So if you're a patron, you know, everything was flowing as usual. But if you're an NXT cast, we owe you one. But yeah, it's, it's, it's recording. Okay. <laughs> yeah, everybody gonna hear your words and your picks for who you got because we got Crown Jewel this week. So, <sighs> yes. Are they even gonna have Crown Jewel? Why wouldn't they, sir? They should be. They should be getting on the plane tomorrow. You really don't pay attention. I yeah, I'll watch it. Probably be Sunday, maybe if I don't go to the football game. No. So apparently, I was going to say this. Well, since we talk about Crown Jewel, I can bring this up now. Right. So apparently, the Saudi Arabian government has given and alerted the U.S. that Iran is planning, planning attacks. In, um, in Saudi Arabia? Yes. Oh. 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 oh so basically, we're going to um, have an all out warfare. Okay. Hmm. That's not good. Not at all. Hmm. So Iran is planning to attack, sorry, like terrorist attacks? You mean? Or like invade them like we're going to start a war with y'all? Right. The second one? <laughs> it was just like they just planning their attack and then, you know, they alerted the U.S. was going on, and then somebody had retweeted the um, article saying um, WWE is putting on an event in Saudi Arabia. So, hmm. well, that's interesting. That's my first time. First time what? Uh, this is my first time hearing about this because you know I've been doing other stuff all day. So, oh yeah, this was definitely came up creeping up on my timeline. Plus, I saw it on Reddit too, and then it was just wow. How to say it? But this show must go on. Oh my gosh. This isn't good. This is this is like um the worst time for this to happen. Cause mm-hmm. the election about to happen and it's about to be the holidays. And you know the first thing that they're gonna do in Iran is set the gas fields on fire. The last time they was over there they got stuck. Or was it the time before that they got stuck and you know, they had to call it Audible on the on the next week's shows. Mm-hmm. But the only thing about it is, I don't know if um, the United States would be that 
happy to go help the Saudis. They might just for the oil, but I don't know. We don't. But I was just I'm just wondering if they still won't hold it because then with this going on. Yeah, well, three hours ago it was reported that it's still on. They have contingencies. I'd be like, oh, hell no. We are, okay. we are, hey, let's load up Crown Jewel right here at the Performance Center. Somebody suggested that too. It was like, no, no. Nah, they can't do that though because that's a breach of the contract. They need that money. Man, um, uh, hopefully they, uh, Hopefully they stay home, man. Because <laughs> I don't. I, that would suck to have a a whole roster of WWE over there, and you know some shit break off, and they can't. Yeah, it's that coincident, and yeah, yeah, yeah that definitely be. We thought it was about to be an international incident the last time, right? Right. Yeah, this is much grander in scale. Wow. I don't even know if we should even do this. Uh, who you got now? Because <laughs> this sounds like this might not happen, Drew. That's what I'm just saying. That's the thing I'm just worried. I'm like, just, I mean, we don't have to do it. I would say don't do it. it is. But, if we, but if, we, they, if they do decide to do it, I'll send you my picks. Dude. Okay. Well, we'll just run down the card at least in, in case. But yeah. uh, uh, right here, 16 minutes ago, WWE monitoring warning of attack in Saudi Arabia ahead of Crown Jewel. PW Insider has followed up reporting that WWE still plans to go ahead with Crown Jewel, but has emergency contingencies in place. Whatever the, that means. Meaning that if anything goes down, they're getting them the fuck out of there. Now, how about Which also means this, this, this not do it you know, yeah. How but. about you? How about we not, um, you know, break the glass because it ain't an emergency. How about you just stay here? <laughs> like, sorry, dog. Sorry, dog. Um, yeah, we'll get Vince to pay you the money back out of his pocket, and um, you know, we'll see y'all next year when y'all get y'all shit settled and y'all are about to go to war. with somebody thanks alright so here's the matchups from crown jewel use the hashtag blood money cast if this event still happens uh, to share your commentary with color with us um, on Saturday so we have the last women's standing match for the raw women's championship we got Bianca Belair defending against Bailey. For the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships, we've got the Brawling Brutes taking on the Usos. Braun Strowman taking on Amos. Steel Cage Match, Drew McIntyre wrestling Karrion Cross. The OC taking on the Judgment Day. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. And the main event for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. Lucky punch. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got metal in his hands. That's what um, they found out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to talk about Jay Uso not being very Usy, and Sami Zayn delivering the promo of the year. I think the only person in there who had a straight face was Paul Heyman. That was fantastic. I watched it Saturday morning. I looked at all of y'all's tweets in the uh, hashtag and was Mm -hmm. getting a, a temperature of what it was. But then to actually go back and watch it, it was like, oh my gosh. I know that I could best believe that the spaces was going insane. No, we was just watching and it just it and when it happened, we were watching we were watching it, it was just like, okay, 
I was like, they lost the match, and I said, oh, Roman going to be pissed. Then Roman came out, and then, you know, they started going back and forth. He was like, y'all need to fix this, and they, you know, they going back and forth, and they was like... But I like you, man. I like you. I like you a lot. <laughs> that was Sammy. <laughs> Jay was like, man, I don't like you. I don't like your hair. <laughs> he just... <laughs> And then no, but it was like when he said the tribal chief wants peace, and he was like, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief wants. And I was like, and I and I was watching it, and I laughed, was laughing loud. I was like, oh, he said he don't give a damn what the tribal chiefs say. And that was just like Roman just head just lift up. He just turned around and looked slowly like. And he probably was looking like he was looking like bad enough. I did with Logan Paul, but still I did with your bullshit too. Mm-hmm. That's when Sammy steps in to save the day, and then he said he's not feeling very oozy, and that just broke us. We was just laughing the entire time because the crowd. And then just, and right, and, he just, and then it's like you just saw. You saw Roman just like look at him and just smirk and turn around. And then Jay was just, there's like you saw Jimmy laugh in the back. We couldn't see solos. So we don't know if he was laughing or not. And he was just like, you know, just laughing at him. And then he told him the whole, he was like, and then that's when, when, when um, Jay turned around, he started laughing. He was like, no, 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 no. You stay right here. Stay right here. <laughs> and then he said the whole, I'm make, Take that temporary, that honorary way, and make him a full blown oops. Sammy he said, Usa, <laughs> and Sammy just sitting there laughing and smiling and just overjoyed. Yeah, it's great. Then it was, um, but later on in the show, well, they had the, um, you know, they do the the special, um, they do the interviews and stuff, and so. He was like, Sammy was like, yeah, so you know, we haven't had dinner yet. He was like, um, going to go to the Waffle House. And that they instantly forgot that he like he, he hated him because he that's but the smile that popped up on his face. He was like, Yeah, Waffle House. He was, Sammy was like, but get the hash browns. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, good choice, Sammy. <laughs> and they were all just talking, they left and everything, but I was like, yeah, he was like, he was like, taking the Waffle House, and Jay was just like, oh, I ain't even mad. Yeah, Sami Zayn is uh, right now the uh, the catalyst for great TV in WWE. He is making the best TV right now. That is correct. Yeah. Well, dang, man, this thing about crowns, you really got me bummed out, man, because, you know, I don't want no war to break out. More war than we already have going on currently. Because eventually, oh, wow. eventually, you know, it's going to be somebody that we ain't going to just let, you know, we ain't going to be able to just stay out of it like we have been so far. That's correct. And, uh, yeah, that's not good. So, anyway, we come to Monday Night Raw. Uh, where were they? Dallas? Dallas, Texas. Yeah, Raw. Uh, Monday Night Raw from Dallas. Where we start off with not a boring 20 minute promo, but a match Bianca Belair versus the new and improved Nikki Cross or the old Nikki Cross, Back to the Future. Non title matchup. EO Sky and Dakota Kai come down to distract the referee, allowing Bailey to sneak in and run Bianca into the post. Nikki Cross then beats up damage control and then walks right into the KOD, and Bianca Belair is your winner. So, you know, repackage you, bring you back as the old Nikki, and uh, we still do the same thing. Beat you. Thanks for coming. Well, I mean, what you think was going to happen? You wanted to, she's going to beat Nikki right before it's not a title match. They could just could have had disqualification. She snapped again. She went crazy, Nikki. But. This sets up damage control coming in for a beatdown. But Asuka's back and her and Alexa Bliss, they come in and they make the save. Yeah. 
And then um, we look back at Brock Lesnar coming back, going after, after Bobby Lashley. Asuka and Alexa Bliss have Bianca's back, but they also want a tag team title match tonight. Uh, so we get a split screen sit down interview with Brock and Bobby. Minus Brock Lesnar. Lashley talks about being ready to prove he is more than just a Lesnar knockoff, but he is the real Lesnar in the arena. Lesnar gets to the point he isn't here for an interview, but rather for a fight. So here comes Lashley. The fight is on in the aisle with wrestlers and referees trying to split them up. Even Triple H comes out, but Lesnar can't be held back. They're finally separated after they have a big man bro. Uh, Duke Hudson was out there. Yep. So maybe he got uh maybe he's on main event, maybe? Or just back there for extra big guys to fill up the security shirt. We'll see. Match of the night coming up between Austin Theory versus Seth Rollins. The A Town Down is broken up, but Theory blasts him with the super kick and forearm for the double knockdown. With nothing else working, Theory tries his own pedigree, but that gets reversed into the stomp. And Seth Rollins is your winner. Uh, babyface Seth Rollins. Um, yes. Austin Theory was he was he was hanging in there though. This was a good match. Theory looked good, even though he lost. He looked good. He was hanging with him. Big time. What are they gonna do with Theory, man? Are they gonna just make it where he can go after like the United States Championship, cash in on? So what I was reading last week was that they are they might be having him wait the entire year to um and then let him um catch it at, at the very last moment. You got to take a lot of damn ills then. You got to be counting all the lights if you can hold this thing for a whole year. Hear a Roman and Paul for a promo. The fans chant Usi, but Roman reassures them that Jay Uso will be much more Usi uh, in, in the very near future. That brings Roman to Crown Jewel, where he's facing someone with two matches under his belt. Roman laughs off the Logan Paul threat, but Heyman sounds a bit more worried. So here comes the Miz, who says he knows Logan Paul better than anyone, and he offers an alliance with Roman. He says, all Roman has to do is help the Miz against Mustafa Ali, and he'll teach Roman everything there is to know about Logan Paul. Well, Miz gets hit with the Superman punch, and Roman says that he's not interested. Miz, Reverend showed this with the big dog here. Know it. For the first time in a long time. Yep. Since uh, he got choked out and lost the uh, lost the title, but post post uh, commercial break, Miz is in the trainer's room and doesn't want Johnny Gargano's video on him and Dexter Loomis airing later in the evening. Mustafa Ali comes in to comment on the rather small size of Miz's balls. Anything to uh? to add to your, your boy Monday night Mustafa um I might get how this storyline is going with him he getting some more shine on TV he's not being delegated the main event so good for him I just want to see him pull off some, some more victories right Carl Anderson taking on Damian Priest we come back with Anderson fighting up but a rear Ripley distraction lets Damian Priest take him down. The reckoning is loaded up, but Anderson reverses into a backslide. And Carl Anderson pinned Damian Priest with a backslide. When's the last time you seen that? It's been years. Yes. It's probably been at least a decade or more. But that's, that's cool, though. That's cool, though. When we used to wrestle as kids, I used to put my brothers in that move a lot. That's one of the cool moves. If you get it just right, they can't get out of it. Right. Um, 
Post-match, Big Brawl is on with Rhea Ripley being left alone for the Judgment Day, but AJ Styles and Anderson can't do anything to her because they're not going to hit a woman. That allows the rest of Judgment Day to get back up and beat them down, so Judgment Day stands tall. As always. Luke Gallows didn't necessarily fix their Rhea problem. Right? Right. (laughs) She's still fighting them. She's still fighting Bro, he was, I guess, nothing. MVP laughs off the idea of Braun Strowman beating almost a crown jewel. MVP says he'll be at SmackDown with a surprise for Braun Strowman. Any any thoughts on what the surprise is going to be? Just don't embarrass us. <laughs> so here comes JBL to suck up to the Texas fans by listing off various Texas sports teams and legends. Then he insults kids who go door to door begging for food on Halloween, which is, uh, he says, which is what this safe space generation doesn't need. No one here in this arena deserves to be called a Texan. As for everyone here, get on your feet for Baron Corbin. So when Mo Reese stood to his feet and clapped, Corbin came out to thank everybody for spending their last dollar to come spend every last dollar they have. And he says, the truth is, and then out comes R-Truth. This would be cowboy R-Truth complete with a horse between his legs. JBL JBL calls Truth a buffoon, but Truth wants to know what's up with the costumes. The fight is on and JBL throws his hat at Truth, which allows Corbin to hit the end of days. This is interesting. Huh? This is interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, knowing um I don't we don't know much about Baron Corbin's politics, but we know a lot about JBL's politics. So yeah. Yes, we do. Uh, we know he, all about those Huh? We know all about those politics. Yeah. yeah. Nikki Cross is in the back. She's seen talking with damage control. So you just beat them up for costing you your match, but now you're backstage plotting. Okay, gotcha. Matt Riddle versus Otis. This is the uh, what trigger trigger street fight. Yes. So Otis runs him over and hits a worm, but Riddle is back up with a candy corn kendo stick. A world starts to slam, plants Riddle, but Elias sends Gable through a table. The distraction lets Elias put a pumpkin on Otis's head, setting up the RKO to give Riddle the win. The win? Oh, yeah. Give Riddle the pin, the win, whatever you want to say. Um, Otis actually was doing the Chris Farley. Right. <laughs> was Chris that was Farley. hilarious. I was that day. <laughs> the uh, Patrick Swayze Chippendale sketch. Uh, yeah. If you're old enough to remember the golden days of modern Saturday Night Live. Um, so that was pretty funny. Um, Bailey gives the rest of Damage Control the pep talk heading into their title match. So we have The Miz versus Mustafa Ali. Ali sends Miz to the outside and hits a dive before they fight over the announcer's table. Dexter Loomis goes after The Miz before security chases him off. That allows Ali to knock The Miz down and hit the 450 splash for the pin. Did yep. you did you notice when they were chasing Destin Loomis, that first security guard? That botch jump derail? Uh uh-uh. barricade? Oh, go back if you go back and watch that clip when Destin Loomis starts running back through the crowd, the first security guard who runs down there runs down there and just jump, just takes two steps and just jumps right over the barricade. Vertical, boom! Like, damn, who the fuck was that? <laughs> yes, he saw this show with Triple H. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he should. I'm pretty sure that somebody pulled him to the side and said, "Hey, don't ever do that again when we have you here." Or, yo, why haven't we signed you? And who and who do we need to, um, you know, get in contact with to make this happen? Because yeah, that show was impressive. 
WWE investigates. They're looking at Dexter Loomis and The Miz. Byron Saxton talks to Johnny Gargano. This is like 60 minutes, so Byron Saxton's out here doing his best, Mike Wallace. Uh, so Byron Saxton talks to Johnny Gargano, who claims to have bombshell news. Gargano talks about knowing Loomis for years, including various clips of the ways Rocky antics to NXT. He says, then Loomis lost his job and fell on hard times, and we get a reenactment of Loomis as an artist on the street, with Miz offering him $10,000 to fake this whole celebrity stalking ordeal for some purpose. Uh, so this was done kind of like Dark Side of the Ring and that uh-huh. motif, but it was Johnny Gargano playing all the roles. That shit was funny. Um, so Gargano even produces a recording of Miz talking to Loomis. Of course, Dexter Loomis doesn't talk about the whole plan. Gargano shows clips suggesting that Miz is just doing this for attention. Then somewhere, at least Gargano thinks, Miz stopped paying Loomis and the whole deal fell apart and Dexter Loomis is attacking him because he wants his money. Pay the man. Hey. Um, I know this has been your personal favorite storyline um on Monday Night Raw. So what do you think about this next um chapter we've gotten to after this uh Gargano investigator purports? It's gonna be interesting. Um it's called people need to look at the book and play itself out. And that's what they did. Yeah. All right, we got Damage Control versus Alexa Bliss and Oscar for the women's tag team titles. Bailey and Bianca Belair fight onto a production box near the timekeeper's area. And then Bailey proceeds to Bailey to Belly. Bianca Belair off that production box through a table. I was watching that this morning at my sitting in the parking lot at work. Like, holy shit! Because <laughs> you know I love the Bailey the belly, and then to see her put Bianca through the table from that height, I was like, hell yeah! Uh, back in the ring, Dakota Kai kicks Oscar in the face, only to get sent to the steps by Alexa Bliss. Oscar kicks Sky in the head, and Bliss goes up top for the Twisted Bliss, and we have new women's tag team champions, Alexa Bliss and Oscar. Do me a favor, just read over the. Don't read out loud, but just read over the um, Crown Jewel card real quick. Don't read it out loud. Just read it in my head again. Yeah, just read it to yourself. Okay. Oh yeah, because they announced that they had that um they're gonna run it back, right? Yeah, okay, I was <laughs> Yeah. I, I that just announced that, that today, right? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't have it on the site I on you know what it didn't even have that on the WWE site that I used to get the card from to begin with. That must have been the time where they got informed about the um imminent danger. It's about to happen. So don't go. But, um, yeah, so we got new women's tag team champions. Alexa Bliss and Asuka have defeated uh, EO Sky and Dakota Kai, at least for the time being. And uh, so, yes, they're, they're the champions of the women's division. Bailey and Bianca continue their their feud, and it's going to culminate um, with this last woman's standing match eventually somewhere in the world. But um, yeah, I thought this. Uh, I thought the ending of this shit was good as hell. That last like ten minutes of this was really good. Right. Um, the sixty minutes thing with Gargano was funny. Um, you know, WWE's kind of that's kind of Gargano's lane. He's kind of you know real good with the skits and stuff. Not really so much the in ring, you know, in front of the crowd 15 minute promo but you give him the little skits and things like this that he can kind of be creative with that's his line um seth and and, and uh awesome theory definitely was the best match on this whole show so go out of your way to check that out and a lot of people you know wait for our suggestions before they go watch stuff uh definitely seek that match out it's very very good um do you think 
I don't. I know they're because they don't have Roman every week. Bianca Belair has become the default like number one champion, number one star on Raw. But do you? I but the men's division. Do you feel like it's lacking star power, or do you feel like? They have a star for Monday Night Raw, but they just maybe haven't stepped up to that level yet, or there's somebody in the wings that could That's step up and kind of be the lead guy for Monday Night Raw right now. What do you think Seth's doing? Seth, okay, okay. Wait, did you... Um... Wait a minute, you went over the Roman segment, right? Yeah, we're him and the Miz. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I want to make sure. Um, like, Seth is definitely doing top guy things, but it's just the fact that, you know, he, he fans want him to go. They want him to, they, I don't know, they want him to turn face, but mm-hmm. see, he put the blonde back in his hands because, you know, it's November and it's 10, um, Ten years since the Shield debut. Mm. You know, I mean, he was definitely uh, and has been for the last couple of weeks a huge crowd favorite. Even though you know he's trying to heal it up to the max. You know, at this point, the people are kind of like, "Okay, we're over it. We want to cheer you again." So I don't know if they're going to fight that tide or if they're going to just kind of lean into it. Right. Going forward. Um that's pretty much it. This this show it was better than the last couple of weeks of shows, but it definitely isn't wasn't up to the caliber of, you know, the first couple of weeks when Triple H took over. But, you know, I guess you could do have to kinda calm it down a little bit and try to get into a a, a consistent flow that you can kind of sustain every week. I don't think what he was doing uh, for the first couple of months was very sustainable, even though it did make for very good TV. It seems like kind of what we've gotten the last couple of weeks seems to kind of be the the pacing and kind of the outlook of the show just because it's something that they can repro- you know reproduce week in and week out. Make the show consistent. Don't want to end up like Tony Khan. Where, yeah, your wrestling's good, but your storytelling and your booking is inconsistent as hell. Right. Well, all right, Mo. At this point, sir, I'm going to turn it over to you for your shout-outs. Oh, well, not shout-outs. Thank you. It's the Mo to the underscore Reese. Oh, we can show right now. No, 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 no. We got to get the people what they want. We got to get the people what they need. So, you know, like an AEW, the, the Zoom shot of you doing the Mo Meltzer news segment. No, we get in the show. Um, shout out to you, all for another episode. No, um, I'll just run through this real quick because it's nothing really jumping off. Um, so Sensei Shinsuke Nakamura um, is going to be at Noah's um, New Year, the New Year 2023, to mm-hmm. face the Great Mario. Yeah, yeah, that should be pretty awesome. Since there's not going to be day one anymore, he doesn't have that set obligation for WWE. Triple H, being a man of the wrestling world and the wrestling business, recognized that's a huge opportunity for Shin and also um, is a big overture to from WWE to maybe, you know, help with the expansion of NXT or maybe future, you know, working relationships with Noah or whoever else they want to come over there and do business with. So very tactical idea from Triple H here to let him go do that. I think um, Anwar Starman was talking about maybe Muda maybe getting let into the Hall of Fame and it's got to be like, you know, kind of a trade-off, a little bit of, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch your back type of situation since he is retiring in February. This is all part of his retirement. There's, they, they, I know he said he wasn't going to wrestle no more, but they got to figure out a way to get Ric Flair involved in this somehow. A Ric Flair? Yeah, Rick he was Muda, huh? It was things opponent. Yeah, I know, but Flair, but it was Flair and Muda first. Then it became Sting and Muda, but it was Flair and Muda first. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Um, next up, um, we had some NXT cuts. Uh, for the most notable one is Bodie Haywood. He was the one. Um, the trash student at JSU. Yeah. Mm. We, as RJ said in his, um, he said, He's be forever grateful for him. He was like the first student to join Chase U. So. Mm. Nobody, yeah, so. No, nobody remembers, you know, the, the the hard work and all that effort he put in because, you know, Chase U went from kind of like, eh, what is this? I don't get it to like, oh my God, it's Chase U. Let's see what they've got to do. And Bodie was a big part of that. Yeah. Um, also cut Salone Jacobs, Erica Yan, Damar, Damaris Griffin, and Rufin. I'm pretty sure the other four people are very talented, but uh, yeah, we've only heard of a couple of y'all, so sorry. Right. Um, so, you know, Young Rock season three premieres for sure coming Friday. Yeah, same time. Well, you know, same time as SmackDown going on. We're at 8.30, though. Yeah, well, you know, in the same so Becky, hour. So Becky Lynch will be uh, portraying Cindy Lauper. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. That's really um, good. Also, so main event, um, we got Keanu James versus Dana Brooke. Uh, Shout Benjamin and All Truth versus Von Wagner and Duke Hudson. Mm, nah, I definitely don't like no Von Wagner that much to sit through when his matches voluntarily. Um, yeah, no. Um, what was something else? Uh, you got that Carmella news? No. Uh, apparently, um, she's had like she had a miscarriage. Oh, I saw it. I was, I was like, I was wasn't going to mention that one because yes, just personal life stuff, and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so I mean, she, you know, she made it public this past week, this, yeah. the other day. So you know, it's kind of fair game now, but. Yeah, just shout out to Carmella, man, going through some real life personal issues and some real tragedy, um, you know, so that's why we haven't seen her and, and uh, you know, hopefully her and Corey and everything. Yeah, him on uh, well, you know, he always going to be there. Yeah. yeah. Um, also on the AEW side, uh, Tony Schiavone's son, Matt, was hired as a producer. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that he stopped working for Fox News. Came over there. Hey man, oh, wow. that's Tony. That's Tony Khan, baby. If you a friend, that's the friends and family spot. You know that. Yeah. You listen to Cornette. Everybody that's a friend or everybody that's in the family, they got a job. So apparently, um, there's a picture from tonight's game in Philly. Um, Drew Gulak, Wheeler Yuta, and Brian Bryce Rimsberg were at the game. Mm, okay. All sitting together or in different areas? Yeah, it's a bunch together. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Forbidden Door at the Phillies game. That's what's up. Forbidden Door. Yeah. Um, Austin. Um, Austin Creed. He was on. Um, he was on uh, Will of Fortune. That celebrity week. Yeah. Mm, dang, I'm, hey, I missed that. I like watching Will of Fortune. Did he win? Did they say? Did he have any spoilers? Because yeah, um, yeah, because he, he just they showing that I'm watching. I'm looking at the clip already. He um, he um. Got the answer. He was he um realized the answer to the to the um puzzle as he was spinning. Mm. Yeah, he was um yeah, he was on there. 
Um, is anything else going on? Oh, this was like I guess I think this last week was the anniversary of Yokozuna starting at the WWE, and I was saying this to um, I was talking to Madame Lizette about this, and we were just saying how he um. As we didn't know the legacy that they was he was he was they were laying out for them, mm-hmm. him, um, the head shrinkers, all them, and everything. The legacy they was laying out for the future generations, and they pay they still pay homage to him because he did that. You know that um, the finisher that Solo does, mm-hmm. the spinning solo. Yeah, yeah. He um, Yokozuna did that as like a setup to the finisher uh... to the bunker. Yeah, um, it looks like they say CM Punk won't be back. Um, he got in. They say he has inroads to Hollywood. He has inroads in Hollywood going on right now. Stephen Amell certainly shining him up with what they're doing. What they're doing over on Hills right now. I have people. A lot of people who've known Punk to say to me, "This guy's never going to wrestle again." Hmm. Um, WWE is doing a, a commemorate a decade long of Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins in the company, so they're going to do a month long celebration across social media platforms starting today. Well, that was interesting starting today, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Um, Conrad Thompson thinks that Shawn Michaels got paid a, a lot of money to wrestle at Crown Jewel in 2018. You don't think? I think Ric Flair got paid a lot of money to wrestle at this last match, too. He said, he, from what he heard, it might be like $3 million. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. The same reason why The Undertaker dragged his ass over there, too. Yep. I mean, come on, everybody knew what the deal is. It's a money grab. It's the reason why all four of them was in that ring. Kane, Undertaker, Sean, and Hunter. Yes. What you think? If Sean got three, how much you think the Undertaker got? Five? She definitely got a lot. Okay, so that's eight right there, right? Triple H, what you think? Well, he's with the company. He's with the office, so he's going to be there regardless. But he's going to wrestle, so what you think? If he got, if Sean got three, he probably got three too, right? Let's just make it easy. Yeah. And Kane probably, you know, the lowest of the bunch with two. It's like, you know, almost like ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Else. Um, also, um, Wade Barrett credited Vince McMahon for bringing the bad news Barrett gimmick to TV. Mm. Yeah, but he was doing it on the JBL Cole show. And it was Vince for wind of it. He wanted it on TV. That could have been that could have been a major, major one for him. I love that baby bird character. Mm-hmm. Any any word? No word on on the Sasha Naomi front. Still just kind of. Well, um, because um, Sasha, she was backstage at the at the WWE show in Mexico. Okay, Mexico City. Okay. Was there anybody important enough there that could get her to come back to the company though? That's that. That's my question on that deal. No, no. They out there doing anything, making money. Mm-hmm. I had to worry about taking no bumps. Yeah, I'm about to say, man, you better hurry up because shit, they wait another few months. Shit, they gonna just be like, fuck it, we in this game now. Sorry, we don't we don't do that type of stuff no more. 
don't. Um, That's pretty much about it. Um, yeah, so we got. Have you been checking out any of the Dark Side of the Rings? No. I mean, not Dark Side, I mean, um, Tales in the Territories, excuse me. No. Okay, I watched my first one last week. I watched Florida, uh, which I knew some things about. I knew that about the Snake Pit. Um, I knew about the story about Hope Hogan, um, but they, uh, they they did a pretty good introspective on Eddie Graham and some of the wild stuff he did. Um, it was it was pretty good, you know. What I'm saying it wasn't a comprehensive history of the territory, but they you know highlighted a lot of the high points that uh, that were a part of what made Florida uh, the territory that it was uh, based off legitimacy and 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 wrestling like amateur wrestling a lot of those guys down in florida had um you know some type of athletic amateur wrestling background and uh so you know that was the basis of what the territory was built upon so it was pretty good um tonight they did stampede uh the heart foundation the hearts um uh um promotion up in canada so it'd be interesting to hear some of those stories hopefully they got some uh Bad News Brown stories, Bad News Allen stories um, on the, uh, some of the wild stuff that he did yeah. back in the day. Because, you know, that was Bret Hart's idol when he was coming up and wrestling to Brad News Brown. He was my favorite, too. He was one of the first, he was the, one of the first ones I saw um, wrestling when White Rock used to turn the fireflies on the watch. And he was right there. And I was just like, I've been ever since. Yeah, man. Um, bad News Brown used to dang on um, talk bad about the white folks <laughs> and get everybody pissed off. Uh, the match where he had with Roddy Piper at WrestleMania, and Piper was in. It, 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 it wasn't even blackface, it was black body. Everything was brown. Um, you heard the investigation is over, right? In AEW? That, uh, looks like they concluded the, uh, investigation of the fight from all out. We, we heard Ace Steel last week got released. Um, and, uh, we saw some action, but you know, we haven't, we've heard a lot of scuttlebutt about, you know, like you said, the buyouts and things like that, but we haven't heard any dates on anybody. Saw the Elite uh, last week, that thing during, did you watch um, Dynamite last week? You see the Stanos um, little sketches they had? Yep. Yeah, so I guess they're going to come back as something else and not the Elite when they come back. Who knows? But um, it looks like it's going to be sooner rather than later. Um, anything before we shut it down? Anything? Oh, oh, oh real quick. Real quick. Yeah. So, your girl Jay Cargill shut down. Yeah, she did. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's a blogger, a wrestling blogger by the name of JD. It's JD from NY. A lot of people don't like him, but she shut him down on Sunday. And then Monday, Bow Wow came around. Shut him, shut him down today. He came around today trying to, trying to step around her, and she was not having it at all. Yeah. Um, boy, Bow Wow took an L, man. Epic proportions. Right. Because uh, that joint was all over the internet. Sure was. <laughs> yeah, it's that's crazy, man. 
That was crazy. So, uh, Bow Wow was wrestling? No. He was getting, he had to it was swerving in. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. gotcha. Um, did you watch that FTR versus, uh, Swerving our glory match from last week. I did. That shit was good. Yeah, that shit was good. That shit was really good. What you think about? Uh, you, you think MJF is playing us? You think we about to he, he about to swerve us? Definitely is. Everybody thinks that. They want him. They say that he might be ready to turn face, but you don't know. You believe it when you see it. Yeah. I got you. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. That's all I got, man. A miscellaneous. Um, we can wrap it up here. All right. Well, now, at this point, I'm going to turn it over to Mo to the underscore reads for his shout outs and things. A shout to. Um, you Dawn and shout out to Jay, the hardest working woman in WrestleCast. <laughs> uh, shout out to Miss Simi. Miss Simi and her nicknames have me left all the time. Shout out to Terry's boy and Ann Wall Starwin um, for, for their insight on the New Japan stuff that I've been hitting them with with Carl Anderson and everything. So that was dope to see that, get their perspective on in the hashtags. A uh, shout out to our Spaces crew, um, Khaled Ren, Black Marvel, Black Holland, um, Darlene. Um, no, we've been cutting up in there, having a good time. Always a good time when we in the I hope this be on y'all's best behavior when I be in there. What's up? Y'all treat me like I'm the school teacher. Not at all. But then when yeah. I be away, it be I hear about how Everybody's cutting up and da, 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 da. okay. I see how it is. After it was over, we cutting up, having a good time. <laughs> uh, shout out to Jupiter Julep. Shout out to Miss V, Madam Lizette, Queen Mount Bendy. Um, and everybody else who's down with us in the spaces. Um, yeah. Oh, also. I um, want to say rest in peace and take off from the Migos. Um, definitely, man. He um, was tragically his life taken from him in Houston. And it was just, you know, a lot of outpouring love and support from, you know, people, you know, fans and entertainers. Um, they were at day one this year um, and they walked out with Randy Orton and. Um, Red, Matt Riddle, and it was just you know just just while we was in the spaces watching that um, PLE, and we were just saying you know just saying like old oh, Migos is here. We were just having a good time, just 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 seeing them happy, just being there. And you know he was like the quiet one of the group, didn't really cause any trouble. He just stayed to himself, you know, did his music, and just you know was just living life. And then just the his life just tragically being taken away and you know just people just showing showing his the video of him just laying there lifeless y'all need to just get out just stop recording everything and just um oh, that genie is too far out the bottle sir I know it is it is way too out, way out the bottle but it's just sad that this, hap- this, this happens and you know, you know, it's a respect, just, just the respect fact is, is just gone. So, but just, let's say a rest in peace to um, take off, um, condolences to his family, his fans, his friends, um, just tragic, man. It's just tragic. Yeah, man, it's just unfortunate. Um, the frequency, that, the rate that this has been happening, uh, over the last right. like, year and a half or so um, with, you know, rappers of various famous fame levels, you know what I'm saying? I think Takeoff is probably the most famous of the most recent crop, unfortunately. 
Um, and hopefully with him and the Migos status in hip hop and the way that this seems to have shook everybody up, that maybe it'll kind of cause a course correction kind of like, you know, after Tupac got killed. Well, the thing is, yeah, but the thing is, is just that they had that, they were having their issues. It's like they, they're really family. Yeah, um, they Quavo, really. Like Quavo, Quavo is, um, was um, Takeoff's uncle and Offset was their cousin. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, they was having some issues, whatever issues they had and everything. You know, it was just, you just it's just sad that this happened because now we'll never, we'll never, it'll never be another Migos album. Like, you know, we was hoping that, you know, they would be able to, you know, work whatever issues they had and then come back, you know, years down the road. But now this happened, we'll probably never get another Eagles, Migos album ever again because you can't have a Migos album without take off on it, even though they was, you know, um, academics, Big Chance was asking him um, about being left off of Bad and Bougie at the BET Awards a couple of years ago. And he goes, like, I got left off of Bad and Bougie. <laughs> and he just said the fact he just kept asking, he had to ask him, you got, if you haven't ever seen it, just look up um, Migos BET Awards um, interview and you'll see the whole, he was like asking did I get left off the rug? I got left off back to bougie. Glared <laughs> at him. Yeah, but it was just, you know, it's just sad. And I was listening to their music, like on title, they have like they do like this whole they had this whole thing where if something if a you know artist passed away, they do a, like essentials, like they do the essentials um playlist and then they'll do a, um like guest verses and other stuff like um things like that and I was listening to like his songs and I was like it was a lot of songs I, I heard that he you know really just shined on and he was just like you know a lot of people just say that he was like the best one in the group and it came to rapping and just you know this just so sad that this happened and everything and it's just like you know whatever issues that you know him and Offset were having him off all three of them are having, you know, we just hope that for the best that it got squashed and everything, but, you know, because it's just going to be heavy for them because they were fa- they family and it's just, mm-hmm. you got somebody like that, it's tragic. Yeah, man, it's definitely tragic. It's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, again, like I said, hopefully this will kind of reset things in in this current era of hip-hop and maybe you know there'll be a little moratorium on the violence um because it's uh it's it's a big concern man and you know i'm saying these guys are famous and they shouldn't be deceased right you know reach 70s and 80 years old you know what i mean he was definitely he was only um he was um, only 28. Yeah, man, I know. I know. Just really kind of starting to figure it out, you know? As far as maturing, you know? Right. Unfortunately, these rappers aren't getting to the point where they could be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I was doing that dumb shit, but now I've grown up, so y'all shouldn't be doing as much dumb shit because we all grown up now, kind of like Jay-Z. But they not getting a chance to go that route, you know. Not at all. Um, my shout outs and thank yous to Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese, of course, first and foremost for uh, coming through again. Uh, shout out to Sam who couldn't join us tonight. Shout out to Greg. Shout out to Miss Dee Dee Jonay out there in the world. Hope she's doing well. Shout out to Miss Jade. She's traveling, so hopefully she'll be back in town. And when she touches back down, we'll uh, ramp up SmackDown Matters again. Uh, shout out to Miss Simmy. Hopefully the new job and everything is working out for her. Uh, shout out to Simmy. Oh, I do job. Yeah, man. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, man. So shout out to Miss Jupiter Julep as well. Um, shout out to uh, Madame Lizette, Miss V, all the members of the Glow. We definitely appreciate y'all. Shout, shout out to Black Howling, Black Marble. 
of running spaces side of things. Shout out to Ann Warren Starwin and Terry's boy. Um, I might just have them come on here one day and just talk amongst themselves about New Japan and I just record it because uh, I don't know what the hell's going on but I do feel like we need to kind of get some content for New Japan we're getting close to Wrestle Kingdom here uh, a couple months away so maybe get the landscape of what's going on over there this past year and kind of reset the focus because I really haven't been paying attention and uh, you know there's been a lot of Bullet Club stuff and Jay White and who's the leader and all that type of stuff all year so oh yeah so also um jay um jay white had made a um comment saying that um the international title was gone from new japan so um since jay had to go over to noah he said um everybody called night naito uh right or something like that he was saying mm-hmm and then also, um, I think Juice Robinson and it was somebody else trying to deal with AEW. Mm. So, yeah, New Japan is currently having a television title tournament. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's it's Rinderita Osprey, Zack Saber Jr., and I forgot who the fourth person is, but they're down to the semifinals. Uh, of this and uh, what they're thinking is it's going to be Ren Narita versus um, maybe Will Ospreay and then both of those guys have ties to Shibata and they're thinking this may be a way to get kind of Shibata back now if Shibata comes back full time and this is like TV like he ultimately gets his TV championship and, and has like 15 minutes to wrestle on like major shows oh yeah I may not be full-time into New Japan again just because I don't have the time, but I have the time for Shibata. That's my guy. Yeah, that's that. When it comes to New Japan, that was a, that was a guy I first gravitated to. It was like, I don't know anything about a lot of these guys, but I like this guy. Right. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. We'll see what, uh, what comes of this um, New Japan um, television title. Um, just shout out to everybody here on the CSPN. Shout out to the guys over at the Comic Book Chronicles. Shout out to Dwayne, my co-host over on Another Score. Continue to support the podcast. Go to CSPN.us. Click on the tab that says keep our podcast free. Do some shopping with any of our sponsors to help keep the shows free for you each and every week. Also, support the show by becoming a patron. Get extra content on our Patreon page. Patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media where you can hear more conversations between myself, Mota the underscore Reese, and Sam, and Miss Jade, Miss Simi. You can also check out our reviews of AEW Dynamite each and every week. It's me, it's Miss, me and Miss Simi break down the happenings in AEW's television show and try to, uh, you know, give Tony Khan some advice on how to make his show better. Unlike the people in Stanford, he obviously doesn't have people monitoring the podcast scene. Because uh, we've given him some very good ideas, and he has yet to implement any of them. Um, but uh, hopefully, things will turn around in the land at AEW. But you can hear me and Miss Simi, mostly Miss Simi, rant about things that need to happen uh, in AEW going forward. So yes, just continue to support the podcast, support the network, uh, rate and review the shows, give us five stars through iTunes and. Your podcast app, SoundCloud, Patreon page. Just continue to get us out there in the world and uh, let everybody know what we're doing here on the WrestleCast and on the CSPN. So for my co-host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese, I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and this has been the RawCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. My tribal chief, I acknowledge you. I'm not out here to antagonize you. I am here to help you. No one in this industry knows Logan Paul better than me. I technically brought him into WWE, trained him, taught him basically everything he knows inside this ring. But there's one thing I couldn't teach Logan Paul. The right hand that everyone's been talking about, 
It is real. He has pins in his hands that give him knockout power. Don't believe me? Ask Jay. He knocked him out. Your blood. I'm just sorry that I wasn't able to come quicker to give you assistance. I've, you know, being a celebrity, A-list, superstar, philanthropist, I've been having to deal with a deranged stalker. So Roman, I think we can help each other. I know Logan Paul's strengths, but more importantly, I know his weaknesses. So what do you say? You help me with he who shall not be named before my match with Mustafa Ali, and I will help you neutralize Logan Paul. Why does everyone keep talking about Logan Paul knocking me out? Oh! Superman punch from the Tribal Chief! When they should be talking about me knocking Logan Paul out. And then you're not gonna have any other choice but to acknowledge me.